Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode 29. Life comes at you very fast, and yeah. each challenge is just as impactful as the next one, even if it's, even if it's, I'm not dealing with college acceptance, it's now figuring out the mundane things, but it's... Welcome to the Locala Podcast. I am your host and a writer for Locala Magazine, Taylor Strickland. And here on the couch today, I have Ricardo Pinnock, or Ricky, as he likes to be called. But before we get started, if you like our content and you want to see more content from us, please like and subscribe. Okay. Now, Ricky, are you from Locala? Actually, no, I'm not. Um, I grew up in New York City. My parents were worried about like, how safe the schooling system was there, like back in the early 2000s. Um, so we moved to Broward County, Florida, and I went to the elementary school down there for a little bit. And then we moved back up to New York City to the Bronx. Um, so I'm very Bronx. I left the Bronx very hard. And I lived there from like 2009 to like getting into college and moving away for college. What were those years like um, in New York? I can imagine what it was like in Florida. <laughs> I feel like my uh, adolescence in New York, I was into a lot of TV, a lot of my iPad. Um, Oh, an iPad kid. Yeah. (laughs) When I was like 10 is when I got my first iPad. Uh, I'm very thankful for my parents that they did get that to me. I don't know. Maybe that started when my like attention span like depleted, but I, I feel like I definitely love Living online, I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, we yeah. we discussed this previously, but we're both uh, children of Gen Z, which means mm-hmm. we are the first generation fully online, fully plugged in. So it is as real to us, I guess, as just normal landscape. I think you True. said your feet's on the ground, but most of the time you're usually yeah. in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> and figuring out how to like secure the cloud. Now that I'm doing more of the photography, like understanding storage. And how storage is a physical thing, but like, like I said, I'm paying for a portion of that physical thing to exist on my device. Like it's oh yeah, because if it gets messed up, there's all your work. Yeah, it just goes. <laughs> you ever had that happen? No. Okay. I have a trusty hard drive, but I want to back up that trusty hard drive. I didn't realize how many photos I'd taken until I like went back and tried to go through all of them. And if I were to lose that much now, like I've like. My brain and, and technique is past that, so I could confident that I could make something that I love um, and can start saving at that point. But, like, that's a lot of loss. That It would be too much loss for me to handle. It's good. You mentioned this also before, but it is good that you have a little bit of neuroses because yeah. that's what that is right there. <laughs> me, I just throw it into the pile and, and hope it sticks, and then I lose yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up in New York and being interested in photography, I feel like those go so well together because you have mm. so many examples of artistry and it's also I don't know if it officially has this title, but I feel as if it's the fashion capital of the US. I feel that too. That's just how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love being fashionable and I feel like I like being like urban, like for instance, like wearing a like a tim or something like that. Like that's very connected to my fashion sense because I saw it so much growing up and I feel like even if I might like experiment and wearing something else like because it is so tied to me at my core and at like my youngest and earliest references like I'm I'm just never not going to be 
some part urban in how I dress or maybe like urban minded but like formal I don't know I think it's very chic and I feel like for people who are only listening and not watching this uh, Ricky is wearing this just beautiful sleek ensemble and I definitely look like I'm from Florida I'm wearing jeans and a big oversized shirt and my hair is in a clip so I feel like those I feel like you can really tell when you see someone what sort of um, aesthetic they go for, not just in themselves, mm-hmm. but also in their artistry, because I feel as mm. if you can see a lot of that influence oh, when you look you. at your art online. Well, and um, yeah. also, I, you, back to what you said when your parents got you the iPad and mm-hmm. you were allowed to be more online, is that when you started to find your influences, like the TV shows you like to watch, or mm. was that a little bit past that? The references that I gave you guys in terms of what I liked, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, America's Next Top Model, um, Project Runway. America's Next Top Model was, like, the oldest of all of them. So, like, that's something that I started absorbing when I was, like, four. The dramatic pictures, the, like, powerful walking. And then when I later rewatched it as, like, a 20-year-old, like, the contestants, like, finding confidence in themselves and, like, taking on something very new to them. Because, um, like, as a photographer now, like, I can, I see every single time when a person is, like, fresh to being in front of the camera, as I would say, or, like, green or whatever. Um, And, like, now as a photographer, like, trying to work them out of the discomfort and get them comfortable with being the center of attention for a little bit. And, like, I do a lot of verbal affirmations as I'm, like, taking pictures just to get folks comfortable. Um, More comfortable with me, more comfortable, like, in whatever pose they're in or, like, feeling confident that they they don't look like an idiot. or so. feel terrified because I do remember the elimination process of doing that <laughs> show. It was horrifying. It would really suck to be one of the first people to go home. Yes. On any sort of like competition show. Like, no, it's very true. And then yeah. your other influence you said um, was from your mom and your sisters. They were very into fashion as well. Yeah. And your aunts. Sisters, my aunts. Mm-hmm. I feel like as like because we also previously you were talking about like the Jamaican influence like. That was, that was a big part of, like, expressing themselves growing up, I feel. Like, in the... We do have some pictures of, like, how they dressed when they were younger. Um, not calling my, like, mom and since they're old. They're beautifully aged, wherever they are in their, in their lifetimes. Um, but I feel like they passed on to me, like, learning how to express myself with what I wear. Like, I remember at a cardigan phase in middle school, my wildest cardigan was, like, a purple one. Um, I had a red... I had a gray, I had black, I had, I, like a, I also had like a cargo shorts and pants phase because I loved how utilitarian it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, that was know. in then, though. I'm, I'm recalling the, the time, the era that you're talking about. That mm-hmm. was in. That would have been very fashionable well, at the time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So your whole um, family, both dad, mom, all of them are from Jamaica? Yes, for the most part. Um, they were born in Jamaica and then became naturalized citizens when they immigrated to the U.S. And that entire generation was all born in Jamaica. My older sisters were born there as well and also had to immigrate and move up. And yeah, all the nieces and nephews after me were all born in the U.S. And I was the first born in the U.S. of the Pinox. That's very exciting. I'm sure they're very, very proud of you. Yes. I've been trying to share more of my successes with them and like figure out ways to like include them in my process because like going away to college like 
sort of being first gen and even applying to college in the U.S. and figuring out FAFSA and the uh, common application. And I felt like they were trying to support me as much as they could, uh, but there were just there are parts of the process of being a U.S. kid applying to college and going to college and experiencing the world like that they just didn't have growing up in Jamaica. So like, I don't know, I felt like I was learning a lot. No, it's and, like, in- being under pressure to, like, execute it. <laughs> like, it's incredibly yeah. hard to be the first one to do anything. Um, I, as well, am the first one to go to university in my family. FAFSA. <laughs> they just handed me their tax records, and they were like, I do it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I was like, what? These terms all feel very, like, stressful and, and urgent because dealing think you're gonna with go taxes. To jail. Yes. <laughs> I was, like, 17 when I made, like, a massive life decision. And, like, I feel like I made the best of it. But I feel like if I applied hindsight or, like, I had counselors that could help me. But if I – I just feel like I would have done things a little bit differently. But if you don't – that's fine. If you don't know the questions to ask or that you're even supposed to ask questions, what use are the counselors? You know? Right, right. I feel as if there should be a master class offered Mm -hmm. in high school or something – College 101, how to get yeah. in, what to apply for, et cetera, et cetera. And it's also kind of like life 101 because I feel like a lot of what I learned in college was accepting myself for myself and not being uh, ashamed that I can't accomplish something outside of what's in my wheelhouse or what I enjoy doing. Um, and just being like, yeah, this is who I am and that's cool. And I'm just going to rock with that person mm-hmm. and like do best for them from here on out. Um and I feel like that's something I thought I had a grasp of of 17. I definitely was doing the best for that 17-year-old. Like I'd, I definitely want to affirm like the accomplishments I got at that time. Um, but it, life comes at you very fast. Yeah. And each challenge is just as impactful as the next one, even if, it's, even if it's, I'm not dealing with college acceptance it's now figuring out the mundane things but it's 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 a lot it is so much now that major um life decision that you made at 17 what was it uh which college i wanted to go to so i ended up going to davidson college i graduated in may of 2022 so um i majored in africana studies and communication studies and i feel like I, i chose that because like in my freshman year of doing my rounds of classes like that Africana in particular was, like, the coursework that, like, when I sat down to do my homework and, like, learn something, I felt like it was expanding my world and, like, teaching me about global capitalism um, and taking my mind and putting on, like, a a global sphere, like, trying to think about how folks in in Ghana in, like, the 1900s lived and, like, what impacted their situation that led to a whole generation of people thinking one way or, or not. Um, so it, it, it feels like I learned to think critically. <laughs> like it may not have been the most easily applied to like getting a, a job post-college. But That's I feel what like I was just about to ask. I'm is, um, happy what, with how I think. What does Africana studies entail? Uh, is it history um, or is it a combination between history and politics? It's kind of all of the above. Um, it's intentionally interdisciplinary. And I sort of get that situation because they're focusing on like a, a subject, which is sort of 
Afro-descended people wherever they're in the world globally. Um, so you could think of African-American studies maybe as something more centered on like the the continent of North America and the U.S., but like Africana is like trying to understand how also Afro-Latino people live, also like like Afro-descended expatriates to other countries, to maybe like Afro-Asian folks as well, or uh, African descendant people, so black people living in whatever European, European country they're living in, like it's sort of intentionally looking at the entire world um, with history or politics or philosophy or I did some classes where like I studied music and how like trying to think of the music comes from an artist and the artist grew up in a certain time period and they had influences such as like W.E.B. Du Bois, for instance. So if you think of, like, Jay-Z, who might Jay-Z have studied from and, like, what might have informed how he saw the world before he made X-Track. Um, but so there's music, and then there's looking at how they react politically to things, and so that's political science. And so from any field that you can approach Africana and, like, get some sort of study on how people move and see the world mm-hmm. is Africana. Disagree about it not being very applicable. I think that, especially in today's world, an inter- interdisciplinary sort of study that makes all these connections, and especially mm-hmm. in line with your communications degree, Thank I feel you. like it's really valuable and it really suits you because, as you mentioned before, you're kind of an interdisciplinary guy. You wear a lot sure. of hats. Sure. You want to tell us a little bit about them? Yeah. So, like, since graduating college and being thrust out into the world. I've been trying to figure out, like, what's the next step for me? Um, what, like, seeds do I want to plant now and sort of, like, skills that I want to start learning and develop before I move to a, a greater move? Um, and I feel like I'm trying to, like, walk down this path of going into tech and particularly data science, which, like, getting a rap on how computers think and, like, how to program has also been quite the challenge for me um do that at the same time that I'm trying to continue my photography and like invest more into this skill that I really really love and like love interacting with people doing like I love being on a photo shoot and love like the actual experience of like a photo shoot and like working with people around photography is, is very fun for me so even like the production set of, of all this like I'm I'm loving um all the time that I'm like actually working as like a sales associate and like now trying to understand how retail companies think and actually contribute while I am there. Cause even though I'm like thinking past that, like that's something that like I've invested in. So I'm trying to figure out how to make an impact there before. Cause I'm not saying that forever. So before I leave. There is nothing in this life that is better experienced than working in service <laughs> in any degree. And that is the truth. I feel once you're done there, you'll be ready for anything. (laughs) But it's really wonderful. I think it's beautiful. You've found a way to sort of meld together all of your various interests in your Mm -hmm. past as well. I think when we spoke previously, you talked about, um, you know, you're just kind of moving from place to place. You're thinking about your next move and where you're going to go. But I feel in many ways you've carried your home with you. You carry your family with you. You carry your interests with you it's really nice and some of them are inherited uh i don't think we've yet talked about how uh photography was interest of your father's as well mm, yeah literally thank you dad oh i know because i have baby pictures of me 
maybe like two years old, like sitting in those like little plastic chairs with like a a table around me, like the little baby chairs. Um, I was literally always around a camera. And like my best memories or most fond memories that like, I can most clearly recall are like particularly at weddings. Um, I don't think he was the official photographer by any means, but he always had a camera with him and I was always like, like capturing little moments that we'd have either on the dance floor or arriving to the wedding. I have some like personally iconic pictures of me as a child that I've put into a, an album <laughs> that I, I look back and definitely laugh because I'm like that, <laughs> that kid that I, I recognize because I am that kid. Um, but I'm also like a more jaded young adult nothing that kid like I'm still young I feel like I get called a baby by everybody older than me um and I like joyfully accept that but at the same time I feel old compared to like the rose-eyed like very outgoing version of myself I think it's the internet I think it's the internet you should (laughs) and puberty it really does that to people (laughs) true how does your dad feel about your photography I think he's very proud of me um no critiques or is it just that's fabulous no notes i actually haven't exactly like because his i guess social media of choice is facebook um and he'll like communicate with me on whatsapp as well uh and i uh i know i live on instagram snapchat tiktok um twitter tumblr I feel like if you were to, like, even keeping track of all that for me is exhaustive. <laughs> there are sometimes I don't make it to TikTok or I don't make it to Pinterest, even though I really love Pinterest. That is the sleeper hit best social media in the world right now is Pinterest. Yeah. So now I'm trying to, like, put it on fields that's accessible to him. And, like, his, like, day-to-day concerns is, like, going to work and, like, caring for his dad. One of my friends has a, a word, I think it's called Sonder, and it's, like, the realization that like other people have full lives, because we live in our full life as a main character, but the people have their main own, own main character syndrome. So even that extends to my family, where like if I'm not talking to my dad, it's I don't assume he doesn't love me, but like I realize he's dealing with like his day to day of like having to go to sleep and wake up and make food for himself before he goes to work, just like I'm stressed out about of with my life. Um, so like I haven't exactly like sat down and asked him how he feels about it, but like. I don't know. Personally, I've gotten a lot of warmth from, like, giving him flowers and, like, to, even to myself that, like, I, I'm sort of carrying out what he loved and, like, what he showed me and, like, passing it on as my version of it. It's wonderful. But, yeah. you know, you got to get him on social media so he can vicariously <laughs> live through you. <laughs> maybe I'll make him, like, a... Because he's not going to consistently keep up with so Maybe I'll make him a video. Or you could just post uh, full yeah. photos on Facebook and just tag him directly. Only That's him. That's what I'm trying to Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, like, expanding onto Facebook now, like, realizing that I have to connect with the old generation while they are here. That's how they're going to go quickly like, soon. Like, that's where they access the Internet and, like, realizing that, like, oh, this is one of the things that I've gotten out of communications is, like, meeting people where they're willing to go. Um, even at the realtor job, I'm not starting to realize that, like, he only really checks his email, his Facebook. And so I'm not going to get him to sign up for, for Twitter. 
because that's just not his thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, not his thing. But sometimes our parents are our best teachers. Mm-hmm. When it comes, even even if they don't directly tell us, just by watching them exist, you're yeah. like, oh, I I need to get into what they're doing because other people are in that as well. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, a lot of this, I guess, things they're trying to impart to me as a kid, particularly my mom. I'm like just now starting to realize, like, I feel like these were life lessons she got around this time that she was trying to tell me when I was a kid to observe it, but as a kid, I couldn't observe it because it was not relevant to my, like, iPad-minded, I just want to get this A and go to the next. Like, my concerns were very, like, steeped in what I could see and what was around me and me being so much younger than my parents. There was them starting to make the most sense now. But as a kid, it really didn't make any sense to me, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Are you the baby of the family? No, I have a younger sister. Okay. Um, she was born in 2004, and she's about to go to college. And it's it's so weird accepting that That would she's be an even crazier like gap. Aging just like I am, mm-hmm. yeah. I know that thing makes you feel older than the younger generation. I a little bit feel, I understand how our parents feel. Um, yeah. But about your artistry itself, how would you describe it if you had to? Now that I have the sentence in my head, I'm realizing how egotistical it sounds. But, like, you know, that's what it is. Just do it. I mean, um, you're on a podcast. It's like a reflection of how I see the world. Mm-hmm. So it's Or how I try to inhabit the world and, like, the energy I try to share with people. Um, definitely very bold and colorful. I uh, I love drama. I guess I like being the drama, but not that drama. I like exciting people and providing something that's, like, a fantasy to, to see and, and feel. And, like, mm-hmm. it partially takes you out of a reality, not in the sense that reality is bad, but it's just, like, a, a reality that we, like, can fabricate and, like, enjoy for a little bit. And then uh, I guess go back to just being, like, how we are. So it's, like, an, I definitely try to uh, highlight folks' beauty and, like, make that the center of attention. Like, it's very, I am the center of attention, and I'm okay with being the center of attention. That's wonderful. It's, like, um, digital portraiture. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what you mainly focus on. Mm-hmm. Do you, where does that come from? Why that specifically? Because mm-hmm. you could be taking pictures of white posts. Yeah, I've like been experiment, experimenting, like to, trying to figure out: Do I also like food photography? Um, which I do. Like I enjoy all forms of photography. So choosing one is very hard. But I'm also like the first job I ever wanted was to be a doctor. Oh, or just to be a judge. But like the purpose of that was like for the opportunity to help people um and then all throughout high school all throughout college i have been in like volunteer organizations like mostly geared towards mentoring or um like serving around schools but like the the concept of like helping people and like i feel like that is one of the best ways in today's age with filters and heavy online presences to make people feel great about themselves yeah Definitely something that I've, like, noticed throughout, like, I would say at least 80% of the photo shoots I've done is, like, mm, the, like, joy that a person gets from, like, feeling beautiful and, like, not beating themselves down. Like, I feel like we're naturally very judgmental of ourselves and how we look. Um, I feel like that leads, like, distorted. People literally don't see you don't see themselves how you see them. Like, mm-hmm. I, let's say a model is in front of me and what they're wearing is fantastic and, like, the light on them is gorgeous, but they can't see the light on them because... I feel like that comes uh, across really clearly in your work. It's yeah. 
uh, it's not people smiling huge into a camera or anything. I feel it's very sentimental and very mm. warm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you all. Do most people walk away, you know, being very excited about it? Or yeah. have you ever seen someone deeply moved by the pictures you've taken? I'd say yes. I'm, like, saying that cautiously because, I, I don't know, I am not the bragging type. But, like, I don't like to outwardly brag. I like what I'm wearing to feel and look like a brag. Mm-hmm. But, like, let it speak for me. Um, so uh, I definitely feel like each photo shoot, like, the, the model comes. Like, it's part of my mission to, like, make the person feel great about themselves. I feel like there's, like, a, a concept of beauty that we're fed as we watch things and consume them. Um, so if a person does not see themselves in that, I feel like they come into the shoot with, like, the assumption and, and mentality that, like, they don't look fantastic or they aren't beautiful. Um, and I try to shatter that as fast as possible, but it's never a fast thing. It's something that probably doesn't... I feel like my best pictures come in the last, like, 20 minutes of a shoot because that's when, like, the ice of of that, like, assumption about themselves, like, fully melts away. And it's like they're are fully there and confident and rolling and just experimenting with themselves in the actual shoot. Um, and, like, not being afraid of looking a fool because it's just one moment. You'll, like, walk away the next... You'll walk away in five minutes and, and go to something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, you know, they tr- they have to trust you not to make them look terrible, which you never do. Thank you. <laughs> it's enough. You can brag. Get, you know what? We need to warm up and get comfortable with bragging about ourselves. That's another thing I'm accepting. I'm very into astrology, and I, like, have a lot of Leo energy in me. And I'm like, yes, I like being the drama. Like, yes, I like being the main the main attraction. I'm like, you know what, that's not a bad thing. I can share that and and be ethically the main attraction. But yes. I'm I'm main attraction nonetheless. With Leo placements? <laughs> it is the best. Leo placements are all big for anyone who's not into astrology or astronomy or any of that, Leo's really big into being the center of attention. But also what's important about Leo is they are the sign of love. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that feels good. Yep. Thank you. I feel like that can be seen in all of your work. Oh, yeah. So in the future for Ricky Pinnock, where do you want life to take you from here? What is the next move? Well, uh, specific to photography, like my next move, I want to experiment in studios more. I feel like i am worked with as, at a home studio for the past like, two years, like converting some space into where I'm living to space where I can take pictures, and that's something that I'm never not going to do. Like, I always want to have some sort of home studio wherever I'm living. Um, but also uh, work in a studio that's with tall enough ceilings, oh, well, because home studios <laughs> do not have tall ceilings. And, I don't know, use that space to sort of finally define my style as well. Because I feel like I have a style that I, I like to stick in when I'm shooting outside. Because um, I, I like it to feel sort of warm toned um and then indoor photos i've shifted to a cool temperature and i I want to like explore like do i like it being that blue and that cold um so they're just more experimentation but like figuring out the setting for that experimentation so that i can translate it to 
eventually, I hope, like, celebrity photography and, like, full-on campaigns and all of that. But, yeah, I've also been experimenting more with, like, high-key and low-key black and white. Um, and figuring out, like, are there aspects of shooting in that, like, for that requirement that I can translate to color and just in general adding more lights. I've been doing a lot of like one, two or three light shoots, but I'd, if I have more space, I've wanted to play around with. So just finding the space really. That's exciting. And as far as moving goes, are you thinking in the future of piercing back through New York? Maybe in the long term future. Mm-hmm. It is like a like medium term possibility for like some of the professional corporate things I have going on as far as plans go like I could end up in New York but I know I've always had this thought that I would end up in New York in my like later 20s or 30s um like I don't know I experienced New York as a kid and I feel like it I'm very happy that I am a child of New York and like have what I call like a New York mentality to how I attack the world and and look at things, um, but I, I want to take that mentality and like start networks elsewhere, and then return to New York where I can fully rise. It's the best time to do it. You don't really want to be a starving artist in New York. Mm-hmm. Where can people find your art? I'm on Instagram at Ricky Pinnock Photography. I'm on Twitter at Ricky P underscore Photo. I am on Facebook at Ricky Film Photography. Can listen to the AutoCAD as well. <laughs> and I'm trying to explore TikTok, like figuring out that medium as a static image person is interesting. Um, but I'm also experimenting with videography, and I am in the final stages of producing a documentary that I eventually want to put on a YouTube channel. So I will be on YouTube probably as Ricardo Pinnock. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. That's exciting. I would love to see you on TikTok because I'm on there all the time. And for the rest of you who are on social medias, please check out Ricky Pinnock. We want to get him a studio so he can make more beautiful artworks for us to see. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> and being with <laughs> us here you. today, Ricky. Um, I, once again, am Taylor Strickland, and this is Ricardo Pinnock. Thank you for joining us. We'll be sure to put all of our links in the description, so all of Ricky's various social medias will be there, as well as the links to our website. Thank you again for joining us with the Locale Podcast, where we focus on connections through stories. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Locala Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, share, and download. Your support is truly appreciated.